Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back. Horns up, talking Texas podcast and the Charity Stripe in conjunction. In nice conjunction, show. I got distracted with the intro because these you're guests at our show. I was about to give you like a nice intro, call you the SEC king of podcasting and hosting, and give you your comeuppance because you are a massively on the rise host. We love your work. We've been on your show. In fact, I wanted to throw this out there. Okay. I may have been the most electric guest you had on your SEC morning show on Saturdays last year. Not remotely close. It was Alex. <laughs> as far as electricity? <sighs> yeah. I mean, when when you I when mean, you step into the room and you're wearing a Joe a Joe Burrow sweatshirt, like you you can't compete, bro. You guys, I'm not talking about your guys' chemistry and synergy. I'm talking about me showing up on your show at 8:30 in the morning PST wearing no shirt under my Texas vest and dipping three in three pouches. That that is true. I mean, you did bring the heat. I will give you that. And With I got to be honest. Uh, I got to be honest. I almost I, I texted the producing crew and i said i'm pretty sure his part-time job is like he's a gigolo or he's like a he's like a part-time pimp with a stable of whores this is is what i'll say this is what i'll say and this is this is my uh my life motto act like you've been there before you know what i mean blake that's that's what i'm all about yeah even when you hadn't been there you know which you no, know, even when you hadn't been there, you know, it's been, so, it's been a minute. It's been a minute for yeah, us. Act yeah. like you act like you've been there before. Are we gonna act like we've been there before, or are you we know, not? We will, talk, we will talk about this. When's the last yeah, time it's it's up. When's I love you diet to point right with it. <laughs> <laughs> before before we before right, we get right, to right, before right. we get to CFB though, I do wanna uh, I wanna ask you about the Pels because. You know, you, oh God. That, that's the you team have? you follow. That's the hoops team you follow, and that's the team you root for. Josh yep. is wearing this Kings hat. God knows why, but I don't, who who knows honestly? But what, what do you what do you think about this I'll team? You. Are you? Uh, I had someone text me this morning. He's a Laker fan, and he was like, "I I don't want to hear from anyone that the Lakers lost the Anthony Davis trade." Which I was like, "Look, like I don't think anyone necessarily is talking about that." But now that you mentioned it, let's go. Let's get into it. You know what I mean? Like. I do agree that they lost the trade because you got we got to realize from the Pelicans' perspective, like they have not had winning seasons. So Brandon Ingram and everything that they're doing, I mean, it's difficult though because like I weigh championships heavier more than other people do. I feel like right, like so I don't care that they were in the COVID bubble. I like well, they're in the COVID. Everybody's in the COVID bubble. Shut up. Everybody has the same <laughs> rules and regulations. Yeah, for sure away from Anthony uh, Anthony Davis, you won't get that. That won't be told here, though, because Anthony Davis wore that Looney Tunes shirt that said, uh, that's all, folks. And so people in Louisiana hate Anthony Davis. Um, in reference to the Pels, though, I, I mean, look, Zion is a Twinkie away from having just, just plain old diabetes, okay? <laughs> like, I mean, he's my, he's my weight. So, look – I'm not going to make fun of a guy that mentally, like mentally, like if you've ever torn your ACL or you've been through a bad injury, mentally it will mess with you. I've torn my ACL twice. Like if I could get my fat ham hawk of a leg up here, I'd show you. 
it's never physical, right? Like Dr. James Andrews did my second surgery. It's never physical. It's always mental. What's going on with the mental? And I think for Zion, that's where he's at. Guys, he did a 360 windmill dunk last night. He did. Let me repeat what I just said. In the, in the blender, he did a 360 windmill dunk. And we're going to sit here and say that this dude is hurt. Get your big titties out of my face. He, he looks basketball. He looks like he definitely looked tentative, though, in the way that he was, like, going to dunk the ball. That's like how most of us fat people look when we try to dunk. Hey, but I do want to like I want to bring up. He came into the season. He looked pretty good coming into the season, and, and that's what yeah, happens when you man. when you get hurt. Then you know and you can't move at all, especially it's lower leg or lower half. Like then that weight adds back on. And for a guy like him, he's just the natural disposition for his body is when he can't when he's not working out and he's not doing professional athlete level workouts. He's going to put on weight, which is just something he has to deal with. You know, no, I, no, I, no, I, to be honest, like I gained the most. The most I'd ever weighed, this is just full full circle, okay, was after my first surgery. I went from 282 to 361 because I could not move and legitimately was eating – I was eating a diet plan, grilled chicken, brown rice, green beans, but I wasn't moving, right? So it it was killing me. And so it, it's very difficult when you can't get out there and move. However, I also was on a high school high school program. You know, like I'm, I wasn't at college yet. When I got to college, I was losing weight. They were sending me to Smoothie King to get the Gladiator to stay. Like at my lowest I'd ever been in college, I got down to 261 as an offensive lineman, as a center. So when you get to like the level of college and you get to the level of the pros, you're legit. Alex, you, there's no way he's putting in work. No way. It's physically impossible for you to have the trainers and the people that you have to, to be that big. Can I throw can I throw a guy out there? Say, yeah. okay, we do want to do a little, little football. And I'm glad we're talking about Zion because it's you know, just a hot topic. Mikai Becton on the New York Jets offensive tackle clearly was physically overweight. But now in his second injury, he seems to have shrunk it down and put in that work. We kind of got in the guy, DJ. Look at Fluker. Uh, F- did y'all see Fluker at Alabama's pro day? The yeah, man, he looks like a beast. The looks man like a beast. Looks like he he is the walking he is the walking Hulk. Tell him I said it. He's mad at me though. <laughs> <laughs> who who is it? who who isn't a little pissed at you? Well, and that's I why you are who you are. Can we curse on here or no? Yeah, you can. Okay, well, I talk a lot of shit, so people are gonna get mad at me anyway. Yeah, as they should. You talk a lot. That, that's borderline one of the reasons not just, you know, we are boys and we do love your work. But borderline one of the reasons we are here today is, is you talk a lot of smack. And we were before we really started recording, we were talking about your top 10 LSU athletes of all time. I want to close yeah. with that because there's, quite frankly, there were some guys left off the list. And I know I don't know if it's because you didn't want to, you know, oversaturate it with football because you easily could have. 1,000%. Okay. 1,000%. You have had a massive bone to pick with our Texas Longhorns. Okay. Is Not it true, but okay. No, not completely true. All right. What have I said that's false? I don't think you said anything that's false. I think your whole narrative, you, you've just been gone on a vendetta against them. Unprompted. No. It, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you're, not, 
you're not necessarily wrong, but when they do, <laughs> do you, you want me not to talk about them? No, I mean, look, they're they're a good topic of conversation. To me, I they're a I blue blood of college football, and I talk college football. Yes, you do. Uh, so let me tell you. So I wrote this down today, okay? Because yeah. I was like, what are the, what are the three things that triggered me? Okay. Mm-hmm. The number one was when everybody came out and said, uh, oh, easily Texas is going to win 10 games next year. How? With what metric? Steve Sarkeesian has never won 10 games. Sure. Yep. Okay. So it would be the first time in his career that he won 10 games. Okay. With what defense? They were 91st in passes, passing yards given up. You didn't get better there through the portal. Now, you got better there in recruiting, so in two years, yes, I'm with you. Okay, let's see what happens there. But you didn't get better there. Okay, when you're 91st in passing yards allowed in the, in the conference, of the in the conference and the P5 that had the least amount of passing yards in it, then what are we talking about here, right? The Big 12 had the least amount of passing yards given up of any P5, wait for this stat, in the last five years in college football. So now I sit here and say, well, then how bad was Texas when it comes to that back end? That was number one. You can't tell me that there's not issues going on defensively. And then everybody wants to sit here and tell me, well, Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers. That was number two. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Uh uh, Come on, wanna, let me pick the bone a little bit with the defense. I know you throw that 91st metric out, but I'm looking at metrics right now. We were number two in scoring. No, you weren't. You need to go to the NCAA stats. You weren't number two in scoring. Am I, I'm looking at them right now. We were number go two in points per game. Give, go to NCAA. The, uh, only, the only one that's right is NCAA. You weren't number two in scoring. Defense. No, no, no. Talk, he's talking about points, points allowed per game. Oh, oh, oh. And he's, and he's saying number two. I'm on so defense. This is the second fewest points allowed per game in the Big 12. In the Big 12. That's oh, a job. Big 12. In the Big 12. I thought, I'm you, just, I thought you meant. I'm not getting to the SEC yet. I'll, I'll, I'll lament with you and say this. I wa- the only the real test, what I saw, and this was again two years ago, so not even looking at the. I think the Bama game is a bit, is a bit of a red herring. I will say that. We're at home. It's Alabama. There is a bit of, you know, just zhuzh in the air that allows a team like Alabama to get caught a little bit. Because it happens Will to Anderson, him every week, John. Uh, it, it, Fisher, it happens to him every week, but continue. I mean, you're right. Yeah. It, look, again, they are, it's, it's everyone, even our as a blue blood, and we say this all the time in the Big 12 when we go play these Big 12 teams, that's their Super Bowl. Alabama coming to DKR was our Super Bowl last year. It was the biggest event of the year. It was bigger when that LSU team, which I think we could argue back and forth, but I don't think we're going to disagree. It's the greatest football team we've ever seen in college sports. No doubt. I know no doubt from you. There is some. There could be some metric of doubt professed, but yes, I'm with you that they're the best we've ever seen. Bigger than the Joe Burrow-led team coming in. It was the biggest game we've had in DKR since I've been at Texas Longhorn. I don't. Well, and I, Burrow and them weren't weren't them, and when they went, right, to what was that? That was that was the third game of the season, right? Second, second third. It was the second, second game of the second season, of the season. Right, right, yeah. right. for sure. Which that was your toughest game that year. But yes, they weren't fully at that uh, level. No, Auburn. Auburn was the toughest LSU game that year without. Coach. Okay, fine, yeah. but we were in the mix. This was the biggest game. It was the biggest. It was the biggest game we had, and that was our Super Bowl. 
What I look at when I go into the SEC play is what did we do on the road two years ago against Arkansas, and we got completely outsized. I do think with our offensive line, I, I think we got outsized and beat and absolutely dominate on the line. Now, I don't think Hudson Card is the quarterback really that, that he could win with. I, he did an admirable job filling in for Quinn. I think Quinn at his best is our guy, and I'm hoping, God willing, that he's our starter by the end of the season because if Arch comes in uh, and doesn't win the job outright in camp, in my, in my gut check, that's kind of a disaster every year that Quinn has lost his job. That means we've lost some games we probably shouldn't have. I don't disagree with that. I, I do think that Sarkeesian has done – I'm not saying he's going to win 10 games, but I'm saying he's done a good enough job recruiting for size in the offensive line, filling in position, filling in for size in the defensive line. You said we didn't get any better in, in the transfer portal. Catalan, who maybe underwhelmed a little bit at safety this past year in Arkansas, but prior to the season start, was considered – one of the, if not the top safety in the SEC, and you could push back on that, but definitely up there. We I, will, I will push back on that. Okay, but he's up there in that mix. He was considered up there in the mix at one point as a top five, top ten safety in the SEC. It can't which, be. It can't be like pick and choose because if he had transferred somewhere else, it would have been a no, great. Wait, no, no. So go look at the tweets when Catline went in the portal as an example. LSU fans were like come to LSU, and I'm like hell, hell no. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh-uh. Dog, he gave up the most passing yards in the SEC's history when it comes to a safety. He was, he pro, football, he was pro football's focus as a starter. He was their worst safety in pass coverage. He had a, he had a bad year. Now, now, well, two years. They Arkansas defensively was 131st out of 131 teams on passing yards allowed. So, like, they were horrendous. They were the yeah. worst passing defense of all time, okay? What does Catalan do, though? He's a thumper. So I say all that to say, again, 91st in yards allowed is not getting you better in coverage. What you did get better in is when you got to go against a team like a TCU who's going to run the ball with Kendall Bryles, you're going to be better there. Mm -hmm. You're not going to outrun him. Uh, again, one thing I will say, one thing I will say, you're right about – the, the Arkansas game, you're right about the Bama game. But mm -hmm. for me, with this, the whole Sarkeesian thing, there's no excuses anymore. There's, there, there are no, no I mean, if, if we're using the barometer of 10 games, like you, he has to, he has to have his career high in wins this, this year as a coach. He has to win 10 games. He, no doubt, because here's the thing. I would have given him the benefit of the doubt if Lincoln Riley going to USC win, won 10 games, Okay, they're in the pack. I would have even been, eh, okay, Brian Kelly, he's had five straight 10-win seasons. He comes to LSU. He wins 10 games. In the second year, Kirby plays for a national title. I still would have given Sarkeesian a little bit of leeway because Georgia still had some things rolling. The second that Sonny Dykes took the job at TCU and played for a national title, put Steve Sarkeesian, in my mind, on the hot seat. I think he put a lot of coaches on the hot seat. I don't think well, it was just Steve well, Sarkeesian either. Well, I, from a Texas – this is just my opinion. Yeah. From a Texas standpoint, like the state of Texas, you can't allow TCU to play for the first national title in the playoff. No. I, okay. don't, I didn't come in with the inclination to agree with you here, but I would even go one further. When I put Sarkeesian on the hot seat, he's supposed to be an offensive mastermind. I would love to hear where you thought Bijan ranked as offensive weapons in, in college football period last year. Okay. I would and, say top 10. I'd say okay. top 10. 
it's a little tough, but fine. I'll, I'll give you top 10 because he's in that mix. And, you know, we like to say when we talk basketball, there's about 15 guys that could be in the top 10. It really depends on how the night's going. I agree with you there, too. See, there's nothing that – see, you think I'm calling you out. I'm just telling the truth. No, I don't think you're not telling the truth. I just think – look, I think we have to get on and kind of hashing things out and just, like, have a nice discussion. My point is, is I thought Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian went on my seat, my hot seat in the Oklahoma State game. Because the Oklahoma State game, we were up. And Quinn goes 19 of what? We go 19 of 48 or something crazy like that? Yeah. yeah he he had four of- games below 50%. That's unacceptable. But why Why is the offense, if you're an offensive mastermind, and this is just a question I'm posing. We talk about this all the time. And we maybe, you know, with Quan and Nick on the Texas show, and I don't mind it getting a little rah-rah, but with an adversary, and I, I hate to, you know, label you as such, but this is what you've come to um, That's not going to hurt my feelings. Okay, I, I figured Pringle, you had you had tougher skin than that. The uh, <laughs> I think if you are in games where your quarterback is sub fifty percent, which is pitiful, right? And, and he's playing he, his first year all the way through, right? He was yeah, redshirted sure. the year before. Right, this guy's he's a freshman. You're saying as you, as a head coach, take control of the game, take control of the game, and where your checkdowns to the best receiving back that maybe we have never seen because. I said this the whole season. He had 300 yards. He probably in the air. He probably should have had 600 yards in the air. Bijan Robinson, and then he goes from your top 10 offensive player to probably your number one, and he's in New York. And we win maybe one or two more games. I don't know if he gets an invite to New York. He has 600 because, receiving yards. No, because wins and losses with that record. Okay, but we don't have those losses if he has 600 receiving yards. Oh uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Because against TCU, you didn't score offensively. Like there are multiple games that you that you struggled offensively. Like it had nothing to do with Bijan. So as an example, I went and watched the TCU game again today because I was coming on. I just want to refresh my dome piece. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That. They legitimately threw to him six times. He had two drops. Okay. And so I was like, all right. Well, at least he's trying to get it out there to him. I forget that. What was it, Johnson? The Johnson kid's the one they threw it to, and he took he he took one, and then it got called back for a penalty, and it was negated off a very of a off of a worthy of all people uh, penalty on a holding. My whole point with would would be with Sark is, I, you it, for me you just can't if you are that offensive wizard like you're talking about. Why aren't you pulling a Lincoln Riley? Like, why aren't you pulling a Kelly? Why, If you're on the, even on the defense, why aren't you pulling a Kirby Smart? Why aren't they getting that much better? Why aren't they in the top 10? And, and, and so for me, I hear everybody talking about recruiting, 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 recruiting. Sounds good. You ain't doing nothing with Worthy. Worth, did you know that – well, I'm sure y'all know this. You know Worthy has more drops in the last two seasons – than anybody in Texas's history through two seasons. He has 50-plus drops. So not only is he not doing some things offensively, here's another thing that I think hampers Sarkeesian. Does he trust those guys at in the moment? If you can't throw a quick slant or a out or a dig or whatever it may be to, Jane, or to Worthy, th- then what? Like he, they gotta, they have to do a better job at developing dudes at the point of attack and the dudes on the outside. If you don't believe that stat, go look it up. No, I, no, 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 we we we, we, we we've, we've yeah. seen it. We've seen it. We've been. I, 
just as frustrated. Washington game. I guarantee you, you I, I'm guarantee you, I'm more frustrated watching it with my eyes than looking oh, at a at a stat after the fact. I mean, that it was Washington brutal. Game the the seven route that he runs, mm-hmm. it's a tutty. Texas yeah. is going to win the game, and so then who do you blame that on? There's got to be more cohesion, man. There's just got to be more cohesion with this team, and I I don't hate Sark, but again, again, there are no more excuses. There are no more excuses. Your 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 conference is down. He he better win it, bro. I'm just telling you, it's getting hot up here for a pimp when you're trying to get this money for the rent. No, I I I, I I'm with you, and I, I all feel- the Cadillac and gas money spent. Yeah, got a whole bunch of Texas fans talking shit. Yes, absolutely. And the name thing that is, movie, Fisher. Can you name that movie? No, I can't. But that was hustling flow, great. bro. It sounded great, honestly. Thanks. That really broke Terrence Howard. Yeah. Honestly, That's it did. Fun. I've never seen it. I'm not gonna. It kind of did. did. It did. But I know that it broke Terrence Howard. Yeah. We have. You know, it broke Terrence Howard emotionally. Crash. Yeah. You like that movie, Blake? I I, I hadn't even really seen it. I'm not a big fan of his. When they recast him as uh, Rhodey in Marvel, it was the best thing that Marvel ever did. Mm. Yeah, I don't, that, wow. Which, I, with, with, with a three-year-old? Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about things that just like aren't important in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just like the recasting of Rhodey is like maybe the least uh, important thing. But I, I'm glad that you brought that up for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, no doubt. When you have a three-year-old and you got to watch Iron Man, bro. Young, young, young Ben Hameen. Young Benjamin. Uh, the dude. Daddy, Spider-Man, watch this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, why am I blank? Who's the guy I love? Who's the Mandarin? The man- oh, ben, ben, King- ben Kingsley. Oh, dude, so great. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. Oh, I'm yeah. just an actor. <laughs> Is the dude. Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3 and Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap, two of the biggest Oscar robberies of all time. <laughs> she played two characters. She played two people with an accent. And you're going to tell me the girl, the little girl from Little Miss Sunshine is getting nominated for an Oscar and Lindsay Lohan's not. Speaking of somebody being breaking by a movie, I think that's when her cocaine use started. Okay. Oh, Jesus. In in Parent Trap at the <laughs> right age sure. of I'm not, 11? I'm not, I'm not joking. Well, she wasn't 11. She was like 13, 14. And then she talked about like she was so stressed. Somebody gave her a cigarette. And then the cigarette led to her wanting to try, uh, uh, try marijuana, which then led to, you know, the the the, the nah, I ain't gonna say that. All she's right. that, she's from my town, but yeah, one of the best. Is she really? Her and Ben and Jerry, like the ice cream. Absolutely. Why are they a sponsor? <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. You just you just lit up like the Sacramento Kings beam over there, man. Hey. I'm, I'm a, I used to be a Ben and Jerry's go, uh, you know, taste tester. I'm sorry. What what was your fla- what was your flavor? The, the edible kind, any of them, just any whichever, of them. whichever. Let me, you, let me tell you the worst ice cream of all time: mint chocolate. You're out on the mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip is the worst ice cream in the creation of man. Just any mint chocolate flavor. I'm not sucks. like I'm not like that that bad on it. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's a top flavor. But I'm not with you in in thinking that it's the worst thing that's been put on planet Earth. But I know a lot of people think it's like toothpaste, right? Like that's your is, is that your take there? It's yeah, toothpaste. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a toothpaste. Man. Do you like an Andy's mint? Because you know, there's many a uh, Louisiana restaurants that give you an Andy's after dinner mint when you're yeah, done. They can, they can shove that thing back where the sun don't shine too. They ain't gonna All right, you can just slide it on over to me. It was a, it was a delicacy. We go I'll out family mine, dinners I'll, and. Tr- 
I'll slide mine too. I kept throwing. So me and my wife went on our honeymoon, and I kept throwing those mints in the. They kept putting it on our pillow, and I kept throwing it away. So the next day, they put a whole bowl in there. So <laughs> we had like our own like butler or something, and I'm like, I don't know if you don't speak English, but my fat ass ain't eating these. Take them out the room. I don't like them. And then you know, so I felt bad. I gave yeah. my <laughs> look. If you're honeymoon, you you gotta I, be you gotta be a little particular so, about it. Circling back though to worthy. I think we're at the point right now where this room is so good. There's so much talent in this wide receiving room that I, I hope that Sark is next man up mentality where it's like, look, That's if you're going to go out thinking. there and, and you're going to draw balls that are going to be bringing Nayer. Yeah. He put bring, in Nayer, Adonai Mitchell. Who's, you know, he's won games. That's a guy that knows how to win. You got two rings. I mean, get your tight ends more involved. I mean, yeah, Jatavian Sanders should be the best offensive player on the Longhorns this season, for sure. I'm going to give you a hot take. You ready? Go. From outside of Bijan, because I don't think that that's fair and I can't win that argument with Texas fans, he is your best offensive weapon. There's it's, no it's argument. Not, There's it's no not argument. remotely close. Like the, the throws that were missed to him in the red zone are criminal. Okay? you got to find – He's he's Brock Bowers in a sense when you go to Georgia. When you have a guy that can attack the middle of the field, AK, so I'm not meaning this in any kind of way. When Burrow and Jefferson attacked Texas in 2019, the only way they were doing that was through the middle. That's where elite quarterbacks live. You got to get that big bam, big mammoth in the middle of the field. Brock Bowers his ass. He is the best player on your team in my opinion right now. Okay, he's got the. I don't right. We're not. No, we're not going to disagree with you. I mean, it's, I. It's, I've been saying this for a long it, time. It should. I know you're not. I'm just saying, like, you got to look. If there's any game on the on the schedule next season where he doesn't have eight targets, barring injury, you're going to lose. Problem. Yeah, it's a problem. I mean, I think. Look, he's not. He's not Kyle Pitts, but he should have a. If he has a great year, a meteoric rise up NFL draft boards. I'm not going to say he's going to be. Kyle Pitts is picking the top five. That's ridiculous. But uh, Jatavian right. Sanders, no question, should be if he plays as good of football as he can, a top twenty-five pick next season. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. He's that talented they ran because he plays like a wide receiver. He yeah. he can move like a wide receiver. He's not as big as Bowers is, but he can he can clog up the middle of the field and and he bounces off guys and guys bounce off him because he's such a big dude. They used to run. Well, I think he's in line. In line, just watching the game today against TCU. On the end line, he's a bet. Brock Bowers is a good blocker, but it, he made he was made to look so much better because Darnell Washington is a tank. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right? and, and so he, there's just so many. He, I'm not going to compare him to Travis Kelsey because I think that's criminal. I think he's a 25 pound more Shannon Sharp in a sense, where you you just got to attack the middle of the field with him, and if you can do that, and somebody can find a way to get him the ball. Then I think you have something that you're you're working with. Offensively, I do want to get back to this. I don't agree with the take about Texas's O line. As a guy that played it, played it for a long time, I don't agree with. It. Now you got a lot of young talent up there, but as a cohesive unit, they did not play well enough. For an example, okay, I'll give the prime example. When Carson, uh, when uh, Card Hudson Card took that sack against Will Anderson. Yeah. Okay. And then you had to kick the field goal. Uh, yeah. It was Hudson Carr because yours was out of the game. Yeah. yeah. He got yeah. knocked out again. Okay. I remember this vividly. They literally, literally sent a protection away from Will Anderson. They did that multiple times throughout the season. 
So when you get, you know, Proof Football Focus or where, whoever you subscribe to, you know, we subscribe to multiple, multiple things to get the all 22 copies of these games. And when I go watch it and I'm like, what are you doing? They got to get better. Now, physically, I think they're fine. Mentally and knowing the game, they got to get better. I think it's a question mark. Bijan covered up a multitude of sins. Bijan Robinson in the running game covers up a multitude of sins. Do you want to know the statistics in reference to when Bijan's running the football and when he's not? You're 36th in the country when he was in rushing offense. You're 92nd in rushing offense when he wasn't. No, but okay, that's yeah. He's our high. He's the highest usage player on our okay. team. Okay, sounds good. In the running game, though, you in the running game, you're going to have you shouldn't have that big of a discrepancy. There's no team in the in all of college football that had that big of a discrepancy when their number one back went in until their number two, number three's backs backs went in. You hey, let me throw this at you. What happened against Washington? But our number two back was also out. We were onto our third string back. And you have multiple teams, you know, who can do it. Alabama, Georgia, USC. Name the top offenses. If if Sark, I don't know if USC. I don't know if USC in, the, in this heyday is is in that upper echelon. They, of they, literally, when Die went out, their rushing attack did not change. From a statistical standpoint, did not change. I think if we had Roshan Johnson, who I don't think we ran in the same capacity as we did Bijan in the regular season. If we had Roshan against Washington, we probably would have won that game. So then, so Bijan's not going to be here this year. Now what? I don't, we have, we definitely, I'm not, I'm not, we just spoke about it on our show yesterday. We definitely have a, a big question mark at running back and big shoes to fill. And we don't have like a technical right. we, man up. We We're know hoping Jonathan Brooks is the guy or, or said Baxter, who, who's the, who's, who's the our guy. five-star recruit that we got, which that hoping. guy, he's going to need to, to get some run. Oh. And he's, he's a stud. Oh. Yeah. And, he, and he, he will, he will play. Of course. And, and Keelan, Keelan Robinson, who the transfer from Alabama, obviously who's been with Sark for a while now. Like we know that guy's not an every down back. So we know he's not going to be playing that. He just, he's too small, you know, but you can use him as a weapon for sure. And he no needs doubt. to be. He's a stud. He, him and him and Foster, Texas, the Texas States got the best backs in, in recruiting, in my opinion, without question. I think Caleb Jackson, LSU is good. I think Georgia got two dudes. I think Bama got some dudes. Uh, but I did just remember Fisher what really pissed you off and toss. You ready? Yeah. When I said A&M was, over the last 10 years, a better program than Texas. I oh, So, it didn't – I was just confused as to why – Like, what? what are why they, did you pick that that range? It's just because that's when A&M went to the SEC? Is that what you picked when the starting point? I don't point? remember – I don't remember what – Well, I don't remember why – It conveniently, Joe, it conveniently didn't include the previous year where, like, we went to the no, national championship. No, no, we, no we were talking about – Something happened. So something happened in reference to oh oh oh. So if you remember, we were talking about blue bloods, right? And there was this big thing, like Josh Pate was talking about it, and right there was the whole like, is Nebraska a blue blood? Like, are they truly still a blue blood? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and so the whole well, let's use the ten year metric work, okay. And so then I put my five that were in there, five or six that were in there, okay, and got ripped alive by Texas fans. I'm talking about ripped alive. And so then I put, okay, well, how can you say that you're a blue blood if your metric is 10 years, okay, 
and AM is 90 and 48, and you're 78 and 60. That was the reason why I used that metric. But I think I like I agree. I agree shape? with part of your argument. Yeah, they've won that, more games. It's a very but, simple black. No, no, no but I I agree that part of your argument is because they were able to secure recruits, not only because they moved to the SEC, but also because they decked out their facility in almost a way that no other college football program has. And that res- that result has translated on the field while in that same stint, Texas Longhorns have been through three head coaches, right? How long was Kevin Sumlin there? I mean, you can say it was a rocky exit, but he had some great years with, with Texas A&M. He really did. He had some good competitive years. Yeah, and so a Heisman I- Trophy winner. I mean, they had yeah. some really good. I mean, he's got the same record as Jimbo, but multiple teams have had multiple coaches. Okay. No, I know. I'm just you. We're, it's it's kind of the TCU Texas argument when you're talking about coaches on the hot seat and and Dykes putting the really glaring headlight on on Sarkeesian, right? Like when you're talking about Texas, you talk about Texas A&M. They used to play each other every single year. Massive rivalry. But they're not getting enough blow right now because at this point, at this juncture, I I don't think A&M is on the same level we are going into the season. I'm anticipating we have a better season than Texas A&M. Define better. I think we have a better record. I think our wins are more Okay, well, I don't team. agree. I never agree with we have a better record, so we're a better team than you. Well, you right? just put that argument in the – that was your whole argument. Just Yes, better. over a 10-year span, but you're talking about a one-season sample size. Okay, but that's, that's – I am talking about a one-season Let me give an example. Let me give you an example. You you want you lost by one to Alabama, right? Sure. Yeah. You lost by seven to TCU, right? Yes. Okay. How much farther off are you than them? Your record your record sometimes does not always indicate in one year how good and bad you are. What we're talking about as is a as a program, win and losses in one season are different than a 10-year span. I'm not talking about the ten-year span anymore. I'm just kind of just culminating here. If Texas A&M goes eight and four, and our and Texas goes ten and two, yeah, A&M by default will be considered a better team by some because they played in order: Georgia, LSU, Alabama in a one-month span. Texas doesn't remotely have that schedule even remotely close. I threw George in there. I don't know if they play George. I'm just Yeah. Yeah. You know, They're playing the SEC schools. We get they don't play yeah. they don't play Georgia or LSU. They play Tennessee. Yeah, they they, they have they play LSU every year. Oh, at the end. Sorry, my bad, yeah. my bad. Last game. I mean, but at, at the same token, they're not playing the same amount or same level of competition. Right. So which goes back to the argument of when Texas comes into the SEC, I hear the argument about recruiting. Well, when we come to the SEC, we're going to get better recruits. Well, then who are you going to take them from? Because I don't think that's a good argument at all because we already get great recruits. Only argument. Josh, it's the only argument because if you're going to get better in recruiting, meaning if you get another five star, I'm siding with you. I'm siding with you. Sorry. Oh, oh I, I thought you said you weren't. I thought you said I don't. I don't agree. No, with but that. I, how much? But my point is, is how much better in recruiting can we get? We, uh, you can go Chuck- A&M two seasons ago. You can go Georgia and or Alabama. There's always room for improvement in recruiting. And, and, but we and, still were and, top five. We're still top five year in and year out. But, but that, right, our biggest issue is development. But ahead, I will say I will say that not only can the recruiting classes get better, they can get to that next level tier where it's instead of a one B, it's one A, right? But they can also be taking away from the other programs that are getting 
those those other top five recruiting programs like Texas A&M. That's that's huge. Good because offense then is a good defense. We're taking we're yeah. go, we're all going from the same pipelines anyway, right? Like taking a recruit from LSU, taking a recruit from Georgia, like Bijan's from Arizona. He was oh, okay. Well, then why didn't A and M do it? Well, I I still believe that even what I'm saying about their facilities and and that their program they didn't from LSU though they didn't no, take I them from Alabama they didn't take them from Georgia but you but you have to believe and it's a reality of the situation that Texas once they get to the SEC will have more pull with recruits or should have more pull than Texas A&M you just use them as the example of having the top recruiting class no I mean okay I'm talking about a specific class meaning. When you have the best overall class that A&M did, that's one of them. Guys, they had the most five stars in the history of college football. Then you have Georgia. Then you have Alabama. There's always room of improvement. In my opinion, Texas isn't hitting the portal enough. But who are they going to take those five stars away from? Is A&M consistently getting those? Yes. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They, 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 always have they, they weren't even top ten in recruiting this year. Well, they had a bad year because they're their on the field. They were, they, <laughs> yeah, they were terrible. That's not anything new for them. They had one meteoric rise of a class. They, they had more guys transfer away from their roster than any team in, in, in college history. And they still have more blue chips than Texas does. On the on the current roster? Yes. No. Yes, they do. 247 and on three just posted it yesterday. Did you know that Texas A&M, the team that y'all hate so much, let me tell you about their defensive statistics. They were number one in the country in pass yards allowed. Number one. Their defensive line has four or five stars on it. Make me give a shit about a team that didn't even win six games. Well, Seriously. I, like, come you on. Know what? Hey, you know what? LSU didn't win six games last year or, or two years ago. Barely got to six wins and then won the West. You so you think that well, that, do you not think that that had a lot to do with who was coaching the team? I absolutely believe it did. I, I do, but I also believe that a, a team like A and M, when you so look, I'm just going to be. I don't make predictions in spring. They're not going to have that bad of a season next year. I don't they're, have a bad I, season. I I think that they're going to win eight to nine games. Like when I look at them defensively, I get tossed that they had those kids hit the portal. You know who else had the almost the same exact amount. Years on year or, or years back, LSU. You know who else had it? Or ten in one year, Alabama. That sometimes that happens. It does, but it also it, it it's different depending on what level on the depth chart these guys are. Yeah, that, number, that matters a lot. I, I I agree with that. Name a defense outside of Georgia that has four or five stars on their defensive line. The Alabama does, don't they? Yeah. No. Okay. They're the only team right now. They're the it is Georgia, it is Georgia, and it is it is Texas AM. Yeah, look, they play closer with any teams in the SEC when they needed to. They were a young team. Now, do I trust Jimbo? No. Does this fall down because of him? Probably. So my take could be flawed. But when I look at them as a team, like as a talented team, guys, they almost beat Florida and they had 42 guys. But but, but this is this is all in my opinion, heading in the, the direction of, of what my larger point was, was that, that this was not the Texas. Guess what? I, I grew up in the state of Texas. Majority of my family are. Shreveport. No, my mom grew up in Shreveport, but I grew up in Dallas, Texas. And half, oh, half my family is the from Louisiana. Is splintering a little bit. Half Welcome my family. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm, 
You used to be my favorite belief member. You are drastically falling down those boards right now, sir. All right. Here's what I'm saying, though. Is yeah, that you is keep hanging your hat on, you know, is that when I, well, okay, this is yeah. the important <laughs> stuff here, Blake. When I, when I was growing up, I had the option of being a Texas A&M fan, which is what all of my family members were, except for my mom and my aunts who were LSU Tigers. And so what did I do as a kid growing up? I was like, I want to be an LSU Tiger. And then I had all the other kids that I went to school with that were rocking the horns, which is now my alma mater and where I went. I love LSU. I love, I love Texas. I do not love Texas A&M and I never will. I but, I, but I will tell you that I watched a lot of Texas A&M football growing up. I was around those conversations a lot. It is a completely different program than it was before they got to the, uh, the, after getting to the SEC, things completely changed. Now, the Wrecking Crew back in the day, that was a dominant defense for Texas A&M. But in the 2000s, they were not recruiting at the level that they are now. And, and, and all of that happened because they went to the SEC. So to make the assumption that Texas won't be able to make that same type of jump when they've already been recruiting well in the Big 12, and you're a school that's in Austin, where kids want to go play, they want to go live, more importantly, they want to know they they know they can go get a lot of NIL money. Like, why would this this school not become you're talking about Georgia and you, you can't just make assumptions that you can come in here and do that. You can't say that, oh well, AM did it, so so can we. The truth But it but it will be the truth, and you know that. And you know no, that. I don't know. I don't brother, brother, you had legitimately. Let me let me look at it. Convince me on College Station. If I'm a if I'm a high school baller in Texas, convince me on class, the number fifteen class, the number eight class, and you got your cheeks clapped by Arkansas. Spare me. <laughs> so why are we getting? Why are we in a circle of recruiting right now? Because you're talking about five stars. Because if you're recruiting at the high level, multiple coaches have missed at Texas. They've yes. missed. They've had multiple recruiting classes on top of one another in the top ten. It yes. If you're going to have that, you should be winning the Big 12. So yes. then I can counteract and say, then why? If you think that you're going to be able to come in the SEC and do what you think the AM could do, okay, well, you don't win anything because they're not winning anything. They well, why does it matter what AM is doing? Why does it matter how many five stars they have in their roster? Because we have same five stars. We have all you we have, don't have the five stars that they do, buddy. We have Quinn Ewers, a guy that you think can't, we haven't developed. Quinn Ewers. We have on the field him going 15 touchdowns and six picks. Exactly, and he is the number one. He's the top recruit all time. You know who had those same – it doesn't matter once he gets on the field, Josh. When they get on the field – That's what I'm saying to you. Who gives a shit how many five stars they have? Because you're – all right, let me me backtrack then. Okay. Recruiting metric. Do you know that they have four first-round defensive lineman projections? Now we're talking. Okay. So it doesn't – it doesn't matter. Those dudes are dudes. But we're not disagree. We we're we're never going to disagree with you on the, the the true disconnect, which has been with the Longhorns that the head coach wasn't able, and the rest of the coaching staff weren't able to maximize the talent that was initially much, coming in the door. How much does Texas care right now about being all in? About in in, in all in what way? Yeah. What do you Winning? mean? What do you mean by that? Are you doing anything? For, I know you did the stadium thing. Are you doing anything with facilities? Are you going to plan to? You know, the, the we, athlete, I mean, I would have, I, our athletic director is pretty great. He's, 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 in, he's introduced in the last couple of years more strategies, especially on game day and coming up to game day to get more people involved. Because I can tell you when we were at the university going to the games on Saturday, half of the crowd, the students are rowdy and raucous and they fucking show up. 
And the older alums, a lot of times are there and they love going to the games, but they are not adding to the environment of winning football culture on the field that, that just gets elevated when the stands are registering a 6.3 on the Richter scale at the geography, at the whatever, you know, the geology school down the way, which I know is friggin' stat at LSU because, well, and I've been there. I mean, Auburn did it too this season. I mean, right. like, so maybe they do. Cult you know, culturally, you know there is a, there is a place right. that it needs to get to. We're not there yet. I'm on with you on, on the field. They did, they did make a, a stadium adjustment where they added more seats and they also closed off like the sound so that it couldn't escape so that stuff stays in, yeah, which I think was smart. smart, smart and much needed. Um, and I think like Josh said, the Moody center, which is the basketball arena. Now we finally have a legit basketball arena and things, they all work together, right? They all, if you get things rolling in the same direction and all these other programs at, at Texas are winning. And the only thing that has not followed suit is the football team and, and that, and it has to happen. And up until this year, the basketball team, and I'll say this on the recruiting trail. Beard says hello. Yeah, shout out to his family. <laughs> the, uh, what, I'll, <laughs> what I'll say. What's wrong, bro? Hey, you you want me to tell you why you, you guys aren't going to win? Go. Because you did the ultimate boo-boo of all time. Yeah. You put a Joe Burrow jersey on a cannon and shot it. Oh, uh, yeah. You put Joe Burrow's daddy in the nosebleed. It, it's over for you. You got the voodoo curse, buddy. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. have the voodoo. I don't. I don't. I'm not happy about it. I, I yes, but we we're trying to redeem ourselves because we went and got Newman's own. All right, Newman's well, own ranch dressing. Let, let me let me tell you how you got to do this. You got to go get a Pedro Serrano chicken. Okay, you got to sacrifice this chicken, or you can get a whole bucket of KFC and get a Joe Boo. No, I'm gonna <laughs> go carry Madame Zeroni up the mountain, <laughs> and and this. I don't curse think you want to do that. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> if Shia LaBeouf can carry zero up the man, I got Madam Zeroni. I'll say a couple more things. I go okay. back to the basketball point. Our basketball program, and just, I'll tailor this back to football. Our basketball program, year in and year out, five star recruit, five star recruit. How many times are we able? Dylan Mitchell this past season is the perfect example. Is a top five recruit can barely see the court in basketball. So me as a fan. I am less concerned with how many five stars we have in the roster and more concerned with how we develop our three and four star players. Is that an incorrect way? Because what was Joe Burrow? What was Justin Jefferson? What was what Jamar was Chase? Five star. He was? Mm -hmm. What was Jefferson? A uh, three star. Three? There's, an, there's an asterisk to that, though. 247 came out and said that they put him as a three star because he had a 1.7 GPA in high school. Okay, well, th I'm glad they're the deans of the university. What uh, – and acting as such. I agree with that. They're idiots. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Three-star. Pat Queen. Uh, high four-star. Tyron Matthew. Four-star. Okay, so we're talking about some three, some four-stars, and you guys develop these guys in top tier. One guy who is a safety. We're you got to okay. hold on one second, though. When you talk about kids from Louisiana, let me just throw this in there. Yeah. I ripped the director of 247, and he clapped back at me, and then he wound up being wrong on Twitter. This happened about a year and a half ago. Did you know that On3 and 247 has not sent a scouting department guy inside the state of Louisiana since 2019? I didn't. I didn't so, so when you talk about recruiting, okay, like in a smaller state like Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, especially in Louisiana, you got to be careful when you talk about three-star. So, for example – I forget the tight end's name 
from Newman that signed with Arch to Texas? Yeah. Dude. So, and look, I, I didn't think Arch was the best quarter, high school quarterback in Louisiana from a physical standpoint. Guys, I was there every week. Sitting behind him, been knowing his coach since grade school, okay? They, Will Randall's a dude, okay? That kid's labeled a three-star. It has nothing to do – Tyron Matthew, as an example, had nothing to do with development. Nothing. That dude had 29 turnovers by himself in two seasons. 29. That's not development. So I just want to make it a little bit, you know, a little clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, but I definitely think that – well, one, that's crazy that, like, go look at how many NFL – <laughs> NFL products have come out of the state of Louisiana. You, you would think two four seven and and on three would be like, yeah, maybe we should send someone there, there right? More like, three stars in the state of Louisiana that make the NFL than any other state combined. Think about that for a minute. No, it's I think about I, that. Right to your point is that no one's no one's there. How could they know? How could they know what their actual star should be if they're not well, in the state even even watching? Them I'm play? going to Louisiana well, tomorrow. You. Well, are you really? Yeah, Nola bachelor party. Thanks for letting me know. I'm letting you know right now. I'm not going to be here. We're going to on the agenda for the bachelor party. It's the World War II Museum. So, oh, that's pretty, uh, dude. It's pretty dope, bro. Is it, it? it like people say that? Like, hey, go to the World War II Museum. You're like, this is going to be whack, dude. It is pro. It is. It is probably one of the best experiences you're going to have because, like, the way they explain it, the way that they do things, like, dude, it is in. It is intense. It is intense to see, like, what our grandfathers went through, bro. Like, so, for example, let me give you an example. I went with my grandfather, prisoner of war in the Philippines. They had a section blocked off for men that lived in Louisiana that were POWs in the Philippines. Did you know I got to see a a picture of my grandfather in the war in that museum? That's crazy. It's insane. Insane. You You had no idea? Did you no get emotional? Idea. If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I cried. I mean, look, man, he, 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 his hands were curved. Like, he had arthritis really bad. He couldn't walk. You know, like, they talked about the stories about, like, how they used to make guys, like, hold cinder blocks over their heads, and the people that would drop them first, they would shoot them. So that's – when the camp got too big, that's how they would eliminate people. Sheesh. We see. I that's... saw that. I saw that. So, so, like, when you go, when you go there – and you see what actually happened? Yeah, it's emotional. By the way, go to Baton Rouge, make the trip with your buddies, get a reservation, go to the supper club. You're welcome. Tell them that I sent you. I've been. You been? You been in the supper in Shreveport? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come to the one in Baton Rouge. You're welcome. You <laughs> might see, you might see guys like Shaquille O'Neal. You might see guys, girls like Angel Reese. Tough to get a res for 15 guys. Uh, you have to pay the $200 deposit for the room, but it goes on your bill. What's it? Is the I would love to do that. Yeah, Angel, dude. Angel, is Angel Reese going back to back? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope so. Bro, did y'all know? Did y'all see that post? I, I look. <laughs> I, I am not like I, right, I, you, you and you and you and Dave. Is that what you're about to bring up? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, well, 
first off, Portnoy, you're an idiot. I will I will challenge Dave Portnoy to a basketball game of one-on-one right now. Okay. First off, Portnoy, you suck. Secondly, did y'all see the post that got like over like 17 million views on it? <laughs> Yours? Yeah, because I said, you know, Alexis Morris is you know going to the WNBA draft. It was like the impressions. I just put it in there. Got like 33,000 likes on Facebook. It was ridiculous. Well, also, she definitely didn't go high enough in the draft. No, I'll go out. she didn't. But she's I mean, a baller. She's a baller. Her, you look at her in the NBA. You look at her in the tournament, and she did. She had a really rough at times regular season. So I wasn't necessarily surprised. Mm. Yeah, she I was do. instrumental though. She was, uh, in my opinion, almost just as important as Angel was in that run for oh, sure. That fourth quarter that she will have should go down in infamy. It should sure. go down as one of the best fourth quarters that we've seen men or women's ever. I mean, bro, she literally went down the court in seven straight possessions mid-range. Bang! I'm screaming at the top. Here comes Angel. Y'all talking about Angel. Here comes Alexis. Bang! In the corner. Bang! Another natty. Bang! What do you What do you think about the... Mike Green. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, what do you think about the... Like the comparison when you talk about Mulkey versus Summit versus Ariyama, and and even not even just in the context of those three people, but just in general of yeah. a collegiate collegiate coach or a professional coach, more, more so collegiate, She's I would done say. Done it at two schools. Of doing it, it is it yeah. more impressive to do it at two different places or to I do it dominantly so. at I, one? I mean, I think so. I mean, if you're going to use it for Saban, why can't you use it for Mulkey? You know, like I, I mean. If you're gonna give Nick Saban that example, well, because because she has to do now at LSU what he's done at Alabama. Well, or, can she? I mean, look, I don't mean this in the wrong way. If she gets that girl from Louisville, the Haley Van Lith girl, and then she's got Michaela Williams, the number one overall recruit, who by the way just scored 28 in the USA tournament, they might. I mean, South Carolina ain't recruiting like. Look, let me let me just tell you something, and this is what NIL has changed. And what Kim Mulkey and, and Angel Reese doing the ring and the you can't see me change. Buddy, their collective for women's basketball is well over five million. Well over five million. People talk so LSU's about to play in two minutes baseball. LSU spent four million dollars in NIL money in baseball. But let me I don't think people fully understand how pissed off people in Louisiana are and how much money they're putting in. Now Texas has got it. A&M's got it. I get it. But Angel Reese is going to probably make a half million dollars next year. And she's not in the WNBA. The, the crazy thing is, what if Angel Reese makes more money at LSU than she does in the WNBA? Well, you mean collectively at, in the well, W? No, I just meant like. Oh, year to year. Yeah. Year well, year, in a year to year basis. Like if she makes a half million, I don't know how much ladies make in the well, WNBA. She smokes that. She, I think oh, the ma- the max yeah, contract. I'd have to look it up, but I think it's about two hundred k, two fifty maybe. Dude, I didn't know that. Oh, she's about to smoke it. They just she just signed with like Coke or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that doesn't include that, it, it doesn't Brittany, include Brittany endorsements, Griner, obviously. Brittany but. Griner is gonna have her memoir of her unfortunate, you know, stint oh. in Russia, but she's gonna make more money off that memoir in a, in a week off here, than she would have made her in WMA. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. The 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 max salary. For the WNBA, uh, per their CBA in 2023 is two hundred two thousand dollars, and then in 2024 it goes up to two hundred eight thousand dollars. So there you go. There's the answer to your question. That's how how insane is that? 
And I think, okay, so the Jackie Young on the Aces, because of like incentives built into her contract, her average salary is 252 and she's the highest paid player in the league. Yeah, it's brutal. I did. I look, I will be candid and I don't mean this in a wrong way. I didn't, I, I don't watch the WNBA, unfortunately. Um, that might change now that LSU actually has people in there, but I mean, it, it's crazy to me to think about like how much more money they're making versus like what they'd make in the WNBA. That I, don't I mean, but but you have to but you basketball over at baseball. Sorry, Toss, but the women's basketball team. It's crazy that they're making that much because you brought up Dylan Cruz earlier, and he's I was, I was think about how many, think about how pick. many people watch that game though. I mean, it's just about how many people are watching, and when that happens, everything changes. What's the pitch? That was a game. That was a. Yeah, I mean, it was more watched than so. You know that that game versus Iowa, the ESPN came out with the the numbers. It, it had more it more watched than, than any higher, NBA regular season game. Any NBA regular season game, it it trumped Ohio State versus Michigan, LSU versus um, Alabama, Alabama versus Texas. It beat college football. The only game it did not beat was Georgia and Ohio State. It was the only game it didn't beat. And by the way, that game was on New Year's Eve. They legitimately outdrew college football. That's how that I don't think people get that. Like when you talk about women's like women's college basketball, when you're outdrawing college football, you've done something. Now, is um uh, Caitlin Clark a big reason? Is Angel Reese a big reason? Yes. But that that's that's a big deal. Yeah, but you could you could you know before we wrap here, but you could say the same thing for college football. Like Bryce Young is the same reason people watch Alabama games. Like there's a draw for players. There's a draw, and and in college basketball for men, why are people watching Zion Williamson? You know why college basketball season? Because there's guys that have that draw. So it should go. It should both for the same for the female players. Yeah, maybe they're watching because Caitlin Clark and Angela Reese. But that's a good thing that that you know women's basketball has those players. Blake, uh, we have a we still we're gonna have to have you back because we didn't even get to the LSU stuff that I wanted to cover. I do want to cover some series. I want to actually delve into LSU with you because I've always had a bone to pick with Brian Kelly, and I don't I don't want to truncate it into this like a small little section. I got about I got about ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, I got about ten minutes. Okay. Give me your pick. No, not your pick. Is Brian Kelly in a year where there's heavy turnover in the SEC? From player standpoint, if he can't win the West this year, is is he on the hot seat? No. Is that a failure of a year? No. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Really? Uh Uh-uh. No, because LSU, you got to remember, played Kansas State with 31 scholarship players. Bro, they won the West with 62. Right? I know that there was a lot of turnover in the SEC, but not at LSU there wasn't. I think that – look, I, I've told people this on my show religiously. I'm more worried about Florida State for LSU's sake than I am Alabama. Alabama's been, been, been vastly been pushed around way too much. So we did a film study about two weeks ago. Bro, Will Anderson, good luck, buddy, because when you get in the NFL, you're not going to face those same type of all, the offensive linemen, and that man got pushed around by a sixth-rounder all night long and I so I don't think it's going to be a failure because but you know and then you got to think about this too 
Fisher, after this season, you're a 12 team play. You're in the 12 team playoff, right? So if he could, if he religiously makes the playoff, no, he's not going to be on the hot seat. Right, doesn't matter at that point, really. Yeah, well, once you're an attorney, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but that tourney is a bit different than this tourney. Don't you want to at least see him get into this tourney? Well, I mean, obviously you do, but don't you want to at least see yeah. he's capable of getting to this tourney once? Yeah, I would, but he's already done it before. I just don't know if I just don't know if he would Dude, be Notre on the Dame schedule. No, I know. I, I they got piped every time they went in there. I'm obviously I'm obviously not objective, but making it to the to the SEC championship year one is it's pretty damn yeah, impressive. It's it's insane. I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying for this year, Saban won ten games in year one and then won eight the next season. He wasn't on the hot seat. Okay, Les did some of the same stuff. I, I Louisiana's a lot of things. Now Les, that was different. Okay, he just wasn't innovative. He wasn't innovative enough. No, he wouldn't be on the hot seat. But you saying Mad Hatter wasn't mad enough? <laughs> No, he wasn't innovative enough, right? Like, I mean, he, he ran tall dive with Lenny, you know, playoff Lenny 682 times in his career. I mean, God, my God. Throw did he, uh, throw did he, did he stand every now and then? Did he know. sniff your top 10? Did you consider it with him? Who, with Lenny? Lenny? No. Uh-uh, I didn't consider him. Or, or, what about Jetta or um, Chase? He put they them as 10. Yeah, they were, they were, top they, they were, they were combined at 10. What about, um, was Peterson there? No, no, no. And so you asked me a question earlier, Josh, that is 1000% the reason why I didn't put like Pat Pete in there. I didn't want it to be all football. And and look, LSU for, I feel bad because LSU track as an example, like Xavier Carter won four national titles in one day. Okay. And I didn't even put him in mind. People forget how good Tyron Matthew was. And I, I will not listen to me. If anybody wants to come at me and, and say Joe Burrow has no business at BM number one, I will punt you in the face. Don't you ever talk bad about well, Joe we know Burrow. you can't get those ham hocks up that high, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that, yeah, 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 it's true. No, I can't get those ham hocks up that high. I will attempt to. I might, I might kill myself, <laughs> but I'm gonna try to keep you in the face. Aaron Nola, Wait. did Aaron Nola get consideration? Oh, no. I saw some buzz. They were they're upset about that one. No, some people were. N- no, because Nola, yeah, they were, and Nola's a great player, but he's not. For example, like Paul Skeens is pitching right now, and I know that this will air later. He's not better than Paul Skeens right now, in my opinion. Well, Paul Skeens going to be a top five pick. What about uh, one overall pick? Look, so baseball is my first love. Shout out to Jeff Tajan, my uncle. He retired after 35 years. I have my grandfather coached for 25 years before he did. Okay. I've never seen what I, I've never seen anything in college like Paul Skeens. But I mean, if I, the Pirates are picking first. Yeah, I think they'll go pitcher. They'll go the Garrett Cole route, I think. They have to. They have nothing in their farm that's that's pitching. Nothing. They have all – it's all catchers and all bats. Well, and then, and then it sucks for them because O'Neill Cruz went down the other day with the damn ankle. You know, yeah, it's brutal. So, that's, I don't think that they'll yeah, – It's horrible, but, like, they're not, they're not in the timeline where they're really going to win anything serious this year. And they have him if he comes back healthy, and they have Tamar Johnson. And so their middle of their infield is pretty solid. And they have Henry Davis, a catcher, but they have no pitching – Whatsoever. Who's the, who's the guy for the Pirates, number 10? Um, he's a switch hitter, plays center field. Reynolds. Reynolds. That dude's going to get traded, and he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, but he'll get he'll get traded for – A packet of ketchup and a, and, a turn, and a turnip truck. No, but we were talking about the Rangers taking him and going at the Rangers pitching prospects. Oh, and- God, man. 
He would he would kill it in that park. It flies in Dallas. It does. It's he a would kill it. Oh, first off, by the way, I talked to Josh Smith. Or I texted with his people. I think yeah. was, I think it was knocked out. Shout out to Josh Smith, man. Fastball in the face. Jesus Christ. Brutal. Brutal. Awesome. Nice nice head of lettuce on him, though. Uh I will say, and I'm gonna throw this one out there. I didn't see much buzz on this guy, but Blake, you tell me if I'm crazy here. What about Trent and Holiday? No, Trenton was not like when he see, and that's why I didn't put Xavier Carter in there, bro. Like when they hit the football field, they were below average. But bro, yeah, Trenton, but everyone in the everyone in the nation was like, "This guy's the fastest p- returner in the game," and he was dominant on the track. My, my man, my man got tracked down by your boy um, at Florida in the open field. Stop that. Stop that. I know he never looked as fast out there than than they always made him out to be. No, I will he was say. Not, no. I'll you know who's Jeff? It, Jeff, you talk about guys from Florida. Jeff Demps was faster than him. Oh, Jeff Demps beat him. Jeff Demps yeah. beat him in the in when he was a junior, I believe. By the way, Trenton Holiday, the most angry person you'll ever meet in your life. He's always angry. He's like the reverse Hulk. That's hilarious. Short people can be like that. I get angry sometimes. I mean, are you really that short? <laughs> I'm like five eight. I got a nice three four inches on Trenton. Yeah. Oh no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. God. Yeah, he's that he's that small. No, they got mad at me. Basically, they got yeah, oh yeah, he's really small. He's five five, but easy. Um, so by the way, so is Bryce Young. I was on the sidelines for that. He's not five five. He's not five five, but I don't know what they did to them. Put that man five ten and a half on in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That man ain't five ten. There's no way. There's no way. I've I've been like where my computer screen is to Bryce Young. He is not five ten and a half. They lied. That so man. You, not, that man. Are you out on him and Will Anderson? Are you out on both those guys? Oh no no no! I'm not out on Bryce. I think he should be the number one overall pick. But don't lie to me. Yeah. You know, like don't lie to me. I mean, come on, bro. Come on. He's not. He is not five. If he's five. If he is five ten and a half, I have Chris Hemworth abs, and I am the best supermodel of all time. <laughs> <laughs> You would in the Duck Dynasty calendar, you would be one of the best supermodels of all time. Oh God, you're damn right. I had it <laughs> in the beer. We had family photos. So. That's nice. It does look good. Uh, you're the man, like Rafino. I'm not I, mad at you anymore. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're amazing. I would be ashamed to you know be on your bad side. I appreciate you. Joining I mean, us. You, it only took you nine months, but it you did know, take you nine months. You know what's crazy? Yeah. I could have literally had a baby. <laughs> but by the time that I had that, I had you on my show to the time that you invited me on. You know what's crazy about that? That actually happened to me. You, when, did you, when, when did you have a baby recently? Yeah. Uh, like a couple we months a ago? Maybe a couple months ago. What? Yeah, man. So, yeah, where have you been? Jeez, come on, man. Literally. Yeah, I, you, I texted you, congratulations, did I not on that first baby, I believe? We were boys for the first baby. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> no, we weren't. Were we I, wouldn't believe, I wouldn't believe you. Actually, believe it or not, did you know, as we get out of here, you know how I got to believe, right? Yeah, how? Uh, who? Jonathan Rifkin and Ryan Leaf. When they were doing the pack, the pack show? They were doing the pack show, and... Um, Rifkin said, you know, we were working with some other guy and he was just horrible and I didn't have a platform and I didn't start. And then one night, one night I had over a thousand people watching our live stream 
Okay. And so Jonathan Rifkin called Braun and he said, Hey, I think you need to talk to this guy, Blake. And then the next day, Braun sent me a contract and I was like, sure, man, I'll sign up. I don't even know what this is. I've <laughs> been doing this for like two weeks. I, I, I thought it was Crane. Oh, Jake? No, uh-uh. uh-uh. I, met, I met Jake Crane through Believe, believe it or not. What we, was what was Jake? You know how we met Jake Crane? What was his guy's name? Todd. Todd. Todd Armstrong. Oh, you know, Todd, Todd Armstrong, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a nice guy. He's always got something cooking, though. <laughs> no and comment. No comment needed. But no he, comment needed. It will end on. We'll end on that. Go no, go watch some LSU baseball. I'm, I'm not saying a damn thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, Blake, you're the man. Appreciate you. Anyone go listening? <laughs> go hook him horns. Blake Rafino. Are you I serious sports? If you don't know who he is, go follow him. He's the man. Appreciate you, Blake. Thanks, guys. Always, brother. It's good stuff. We'll get you back on closer to football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.